When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tire Power, best buys on big brand sale now on. Get into your local, independently owned Tire Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's and good morning, happy Tuesday, two minutes past seven. Uh, a big couple of hours still to come. Sam Edmund will let us know everything that's happening over in Victoria where a couple of clubs had big results. A few had really disappointing results as well, Bix, um, especially Essendon on AFL 360 last night. <laughs> Essendon was a talking point <laughs> once again, and um, Sam Edmund will keep us up to date with all of that. Let's turn our attention, though, to both of our SA teams. Polar opposites, the results from both uh, Adelaide and Port Adelaide. Mark Bickley, as we have a look at the Crows first and how you think they fared in Western Australia over the week. Yeah, as I said right at the uh, beginning of the show, I could not have been more impressed with Adelaide. So there's a few things that stood out. One is they look really fit. They've got almost every player available. There's a couple of injuries. Uh, Worrell hurt his um, hamstring. That was last week against Fremantle. There's a couple of other players. Uh, McPherson's not playing. But other than that, just about everyone else is available. So they look fit. We shouldn't be surprised. Darren Burgess has got a great track record with footy clubs and a lot of people, excuse me, suggest that the second year is where the benefits start to come. After your second pre-season with with Darren Burgess, you really, your body is hard and then you get really, and you really, that fitness level is where it needs to be. So they look fit. They look like they had uh, great hunger and energy as well. They wanted to move the ball quickly, which was polar opposite to what West Coast did. They look slow and, and stagnant. Adelaide, when they switched the ball, they really wanted to take off and get the ball moving, so that was good. Then, then playing-wise, the big story, I guess, was Riley Thilthorpe not making the side. So it looks like Riley O'Brien and Elliot Himmelberg will be the, the sort of one-two in terms of ruck, tall-forward combination. Most people thought that Riley Thilthorpe would get that role done, but on exposed form and what we've seen, O'Brien's done enough to keep his spot as the number one ruckman. And then what we've seen is Himmelberg, whose ruck work has been okay, and it's probably Thilthorpe and, and Himmelberg ruck work is very similar. But Himmelberg has just been more effective in the front half of the ground. So he's kicked a couple of goals or had shots on goal, been able to mark it in the forward half of the ground much more consistently than what Riley Thilthorpe has done. Now that, is that a concern? Well, it's not a concern because what it means is you've got a good side and you're not gifting games to young players. Now, Riley Thilthorpe will be a good player, but he's still 20 years of age. And so I don't think there's a concern. He has to earn his spot in the side because what, what the alternative is, is you say to Elliot Himmelberg, oh, sorry, Elliot, you're not playing because we're going to play Riley because he's got a bigger future than you. Mm. How, how does that conversation go in terms of rewarding people for the work they do? I just don't think you can have that conversation. Uh, so that is interesting to keep an eye on that. Is it, is it absolutely locked in? Probably not, but I would think on exposed form, that's how it might start. Ben Keyes' performance, he's playing as a high half forward. Keyes, along with Laird, the last two years have been the two sort of constants in Adelaide's midfield in terms of 
winning the ball, spending most of the minutes there. He's out of that midfield mix now. They prefer, or it looks like they're preferring guys who use the ball a bit better. He kicked four goals still. So mm. this is the second time he's had a real impact uh, on the scoreboard. If you remember, he played as a, as a negating forward on Saad against Carlton. I think he kicked four goals that night. So to play that role where you can get up and down the ground and still impact the scoreboard is very, very important. So that's a positive. Fogarty's preseason looks really good. He looks strong and confident. A lot of lot has been spoken about him, so uh, he continues to improve. Well, let's have a listen to what Matthew Nick said about Darcy Fogarty. Yeah, it was it's it was so pleasing to see him again perform. Um, I mean, he he would be at the moment the the one player that you would refer to of where our team is is hopefully getting to, and you know right throughout. I think if we go back, you know, say six or nine months ago. You know, people were wondering what was going on, but he's done an incredible job off his own bat. You know, it's it's on him, and I've I've said that. Hmm. There you go, Matthew Nix um, praising Darcy Fogarty, who looks really good. So his back half of the year, the last eleven or twelve games, kicked thirty-one goals. So if you extrapolate that out, that's a 60, uh, 60 goal season if he was able to continue that form for the, the 23 games that Adelaide play this year. And the other big thing is some of the ball users, they're trying to get through the middle. So we know Berry and Laird are going to be in there. We've seen Matt Crouch spasmodically. He probably won't play round one. But it's been the introduction of Rochelle, Rankin, Saligo. They're all really clean. They, they use the ball really well. Uh, so they bring a bit more use and uh, they're more dynamic through that middle part. They've got some speed. And, and the real measure of Adelaide is the fact that Jones, McHenry, Murphy, Cook, Scholl, a lot of these players who have played, you know, McHenry and Jones have played 40 or 50 games over the last couple of years. Murphy's played probably 70 games over the last three or four years, not even really in the conversation for round one. So that shows the improvement that Adelaide have made. Uh, now, it puts the uh, the blowtorch on some of those young guys to, to, to turn it up, to try and get back in the side. But right now, Adelaide look better with that sort of They've been overtaken by that next breed. Berry, Saligo, Rochelle, um, and yeah, that's and, and Rankin and Dawson who have come from other clubs. So the last two years have been quite fruitful for Adelaide at the trade table and also at, at the draft table. So from the form that you have seen over the past two matches, but let's just let's just focus on um, the West Coast game because that was your traditional kind of four-quarter match, your yep. last real hit out where you think it's going to be the starting 22, ideally in, in Nick's opinion. Um, does your mentality and prediction change from where you think they'll finish from what you've seen over one, potentially two practice mm. matches? I had Adelaide finishing a little bit similar to where they were last year. Um, I, I'd probably upgrade that a little bit. So if they finished... 14th last year. I had them, you know, around sort of 10th to 12th and, and maybe it's now maybe 8th to 12th. I still don't think they've got enough uh, good players through the midfield. I mentioned Rochelle, Rank and Saligo. They haven't really played a huge amount of midfield minutes. So to think that they're going to come in and be able to play a full year through the midfield, I just don't think that's realistic, but they've got some weapons up forward. I'm still a bit worried about defense. Um, you know, you look at uh, some of the teams that are, you know, Western Bulldogs, for example, are playing three or four really big tools and Adelaide have Butts and Murray and Duday. I just feel like they're a little bit skinny down back. And if that trend goes towards playing, tall, you know, multiple tall forwards, I think Adelaide are going to, you know, find it really difficult or those guys are going to have to really stand up. So I still, ha- it hasn't changed. But at the same time, I said this at the start of the show also, as good as Adelaide were, 
the opposition was terrible. I just thought I was so disappointed with what West Coast showed. There was no intensity. There was no. They played stop-start footy. They got pinned down across half-back. They didn't look to move the ball quickly. They tried to play safe. They they turned the ball over in their back half on numerous occasions. So I'm reserving my judgment. And I, and I think round one will be a great test for Adelaide because um, GWS played really well against the, against the Suns. They kicked 143 points. They've got a new coach. They look to be up and about in terms of their energy and their, uh, their excitement, which Adelaide had as well. But what... Um, GWS have is high-end talent. They've got lots of high-end talent. And that'll go straight up against Adelaide, which I think will be a great test for them. And one thing Adelaide have done really well is their pressure and intensity has been great. So it really, all it's done is heighten my expectations for round one. And I'm really keen to see how they go against them. Solid opposition. What do you think, Crows fans? one 736 Port Adelaide fans, it was a bit of a different result than what you were expecting over the weekend, especially the seven days in Western Australia. We'll cover the Port Adelaide match next.